everyone to Future Shock, episode five. Matt, I can't believe we hit we hit five. I mean, we're on our way to we're on our we're halfway there. Uh, we're, we're this is episode five of Matt and I, and today's topic that we're going to be discussing has been in the news for the last probably about a month or so uh, about the Great Resignation. If you haven't heard about it yet, you're going to hear a lot about it. Uh, Matt, you want to say hello to our our yes, hello, and, and yes, we are uh, halfway to episode ten. Anyway, <laughs> so double digits, right, Matt? Double yeah, digits. That's right. So yeah, we're excited to be doing number five, and this is a really big topic in the news right now and in workforce. So looking forward to talking about it. One thing, just for for housekeeping, just to let you know, so Matt and I do not edit this podcast. We don't script this podcast. We do choose a topic. We talk around it a week before, do a little bit, do some research about it, and then we go. So for if this is your first time or your fifth time listening to Matt and I talk about our things on Future Shock, uh, just let you know, uh, this is this is yeah. raw. This is as raw as it gets. It's all live and raw. <laughs> and Future Shock is myself, Matthew Poland of Map Advising, and Christian of the Lagarde Group, Christian Lagarde. So... Um, I'm going to kick us off in talking about the supposed labor shortage, right? So this is what we've been hearing about from employers um, over the last six months, uh, eight months. They've been talking about, we can't fill positions. We can't find talent. People don't apply for our jobs. People don't want to work. They want to sit at home and collect unemployment benefits. There's a labor shortage. There's not, there's not a labor pool out there. Is that true? I don't think it's true. Um, so, and, and I think Christian agrees with me on this. If you look at unemployment in June, 2021, what we, the data we have right now, 5.9% uh, uh, are unemployed. And before the pandemic, just for comparison is 3.5%. So that means almost nine and a half million people are currently unemployed. And those are the folks that are considered to be in the labor pool. These are people that are saying they want to work, they're able to work, want to work, they're at the working age. Um, if you look at the employment participation levels, there's even more people not working. You know, unemployment doesn't fully capture how many truly unemployed there are. It went down from 63.4% pre-pandemic and the current rate's about 61.6. There's another million or two people who left the labor force that said, nope, not looking. I'm going to stay home for now. I'm going to work on my skills. I'm going to do something else. So Christian, what do you think about that situation? I think, I think that number is not shocking to me, honestly, about you know, where, where that number sits. And the fact that the UI supplements are going to end on September 6th, I think there's a lot of employers, both no matter where entry level, mid-level on up even, are waiting for that date to hit because I think what's going to happen is that there will be maybe not a rush but there definitely will be uh, those those workers that were sitting on the sidelines that were on the UI will be will be searching for a job I, I hope they don't wait and I hope they do go to the workforce boards or they hope or they go to you know go to the one stops or whatever they need to do to get back into the into the workplace brushing up you know brush up their resume what have you to get uh, to get to get it, you know, to get a job once that UI ends, uh, then they're not sort of strapped at the end. So I, I think that's going to happen. I, I, I also, we also know that 25 states 
did end the are ending the UI early. So Missouri ended it on June twelfth. The data is mixed whether some went back to work or, or didn't. So there wasn't they're not wrapped around the line at Nordstrom or or Macy or, or the Hilton or the Hyatt to get a job. Right. Uh, and there may be another reason for that too. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. But uh, it, it was interesting that you know a state like Missouri that did end it early, they didn't they didn't see a they didn't see a long line of of those employers coming back. But I think yeah, that's and and that's what we've been hearing is there's too much being put out in the unemployment benefits there as many people know there was a supplement that was added i think it was around 300 additional per week that folks were receiving um in every state uh for uh, unemployment insurance and that that's a major reason why people aren't coming back to work or don't want to work is because now they're getting so much in unemployment they don't need to work you know they don't want to work because of that well First of all, that that supplement, the UI supplement nationally ends September 6th, but there are 25 states that have actually either already ended it or about to end it um, soon or earlier than September 6th. So Missouri is one of those. I think they were the first one and ended the supplement on June 12th. And the data is really mixed. I don't think we saw sort of, yeah, everyone lining up for jobs some reports say, yes, there was this big spike in folks applying for jobs at that point. And other reports are saying not so much. Like, yeah, there was an uptick. Of course, some people that go back to work when they stop getting the supplement. But it what it doesn't necessarily it doesn't really support the theory that the biggest contributor to the lack of the labor that businesses are complaining about is tied to the unemployment supplement. And that's exactly what the number was. It was actually, it was 600 in the, in the early days, it was $600. That's right. Uh, then they scaled it back to 300. Now I understand you know, $2,400 a month. That's a big, that was a big number and it was unsustainable. And the, you know, the White House knew that. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens on September 6th. We'll be watching with bated breath, just like I'm sure a lot of, a lot of employers that are thinking about or need those employees have help wanted signs on their door. They really need, I really need help. And it's everything from the small mom and pops on up. So if it's not the unemployment benefits, um, what is it? Um, that's what brings us to the topic, the, the the great resignation. I love this this photo you found, Christian, of the guy walking off from his job, tossing the papers in the air. He doesn't care. He's gone. He's resigning. <laughs> He's done. He's like, I'm out of here. I'm going to find something else to do. All of us have been in this place, right? Whether or not we actually threw papers in the air. Uh, I don't know that I've ever done that, but I know I've been thinking that as I have left a job before. <laughs> <laughs> For those that are listening and not watching, if you're not watching on YouTube, it's an image of a gentleman just taking some folders and papers and just throwing them in the air and walking off from, from in the hallway from his job and just walking out. That That is... Maybe not the way to go, and I'm gonna we're gonna talk about that too uh, at the end of this. But um, but yeah, we're we're seeing we're seeing this thing called the Great Resignation, and it the numbers that we saw that the Bureau of Labor Statistics put out are, are substantial. So it's definitely happening. It's definitely a trend, and I don't think it's gonna slow down anytime and, soon. And thank you for reminding folks we the way we do these podcasts. We record them as webinars, so they're available on YouTube, and then we make them into podcasts. So. We're often talking to slides and hopefully doing it in a way that it also comes through on the, on the podcast. And, and thanks for jumping in there, Christian, because I started describing a photo that you wouldn't be seeing if you were on a podcast. So, 
so what's really behind it, you know, in the Great Resignation or what's on, what's beneath the Great Resignation? Uh, Indeed did a poll um, just a couple months ago. I don't, I think it, the poll was done April, May-ish, um, and they released the results in June. Um, and they what they found was a lack of urgency among the unemployed to find work. Only 10% said they were urgently looking for a job. There, there was there was a higher percentage of saying actively and passively, um, but the majority, if you put those together, the majority were either passively looking or not looking at all. Um, and the most common reasons they gave for being out of work and not looking for work were COVID fears. They're afraid, you know, they're afraid of going back to catching COVID. I mean, a lot of folks, my family included, our daughter is not vaccinated. Um, so we're still being, even though we're both, my wife and I are both vaccinated, we're still very cautious because our daughter's not. So people still have unvaccinated children or unvaccinated family members. It's still possible to catch COVID even when you're vaccinated. So if you have a high risk job, there are breakthrough cases of COVID. Um, and as we'll talk about in a moment, they may not have felt protected in the job they were in before. Um, so they, it may, their job may not have felt safe before. They don't want to return to an unsafe environment. Um, some had a financial cushion. They, they don't need to work. They've got money saved. Um, they have other sources of income. Uh, so for some folks that had the benefit of a financial cushion, that was a reason. And then childcare, which comes to the top of the list in workforce all the time for reasons that people have trouble working. Um, and then during the pandemic, I mean, that was, it was, a, that exacerbated the issue. You had children doing virtual school from home. Um, you had childcare facilities that closed during parts of the pandemic. Um, so childcare became an even bigger issue than it ever was during COVID, like, like many other things. And, and actually in there, in this research, the higher UI payments, the, U, the unemployment insurance supplement was at the bottom of the reasons in this. And again, this is an Indeed survey that was conducted a couple months back. And that, you know, that, there, there you have it right there, right, Matt? Like the UI payments were at the bottom of the list. So there's something more to it. It wasn't that. And what we've heard and what a lot of employers are saying, people are saying is that it's, it's, it, it was that. And it, it, it isn't that. It isn't, it isn't the UI payments that were holding people back. There's definitely something else that's happening. Uh, those things right there, the COVID fears, financial cushion, childcare, all, but there's just a lot of things that were baked in and some other things we're going to talk about in a second about what's really behind it. So it's interesting that Indeed found out kind of what you and I have come to realize that it, it's not just the payment. Sure, it was a benefit. People needed it. It helped support. It helped buy groceries, help with food on the table, but it wasn't the reason that they weren't looking for work. Yeah, you know, and I've, I've always found it hard to believe that folks want to rely on unemployment insurance. You know, they... they they know it's, you know, it's temporary and most in the, the supplement that folks got, whether it was 300 or it was 600, everyone knew that was temporary. Um, so if you're thinking ahead and I want to think, you know, the average person is thinking ahead to make sure they can pay bills this month, next month, the month after that, <laughs> they're not going to wait till the last minute. They know these are temp is a temporary situation to get benefits. Um, and um, there's also research that shows people want to work and want to be productive. People want to have productive lives. They would rather be working than sitting at home and collecting a check in most cases. There's research that supports that. So sociological research that supports that. So I, I've never bought the welfare queen argument in the first place. And I think that's what we were, we were seeing. Hint, that's what we were seeing hints of with that. Well, they're getting plenty on unemployment. They're getting a supplement. We are hearing the same welfare queen 
story thing come out is what we were what that was behind that, I think. <clears throat> yeah, I think that this indeed survey it shined a light on a lot of things. And I agree with this, I agree with the results of what yeah. happened. Yeah. And I also to back that up, among those who were employed, so Microsoft did a survey even more recently than indeed of 30,000 workers um, who are employed, 41% uh, were considering quitting or changing professions this year. So it's not just the unemployed, right? You know, so this is a, there's, there's a bigger uh, underlying thing happening here in the great resignation. Um, jump started by COVID, but I think it brought out things that people were already thinking about or already concerned about. Um, that's right. And, and yeah, so that number does shock me. That number right there, that forty-one percent, yeah, doesn't shock me in, in the least. Uh, I, I thought I thought that that number would actually would be bigger, but you know that's a that's a probably a good sample. Thirty thousand workers that they did. The fact that four out of ten are willing to, or we're, we're considering quitting or changing profession. That's that's sizable, and that's what that's what we're seeing. That is where the great resignation is happening in and of itself. For sure. Right, and and I think what is coming out is that. Uh, people who were not sure about their jobs and their jobs got changed significantly during COVID or they started working remotely, they're really kind of reevaluating what they want out of work. Um, during COVID, there's lots of stories of people not being that well supported, that employers didn't have PPE or didn't enforce social distancing policies and made them feel unsafe. Uh, and then when it when the sales went down and people got laid off and furloughed, people weren't feeling very well supported or didn't feel loyalty being returned from their employer. So it's not a surprise in a lot of ways that they're like, well, I don't want to go back to that environment, right? You know, I'm going to find something better. Uh, I want to find better pay, better working conditions, a better work-life balance. And some of them were already, and we'll get to this in a moment, but with remote work, we're waking up to this being how they want to work uh, or at least want to work more of the time at home or remotely. Um, and I'll, I'll let you talk to the, uh, we have a, a bullet here about life calculus, but I, you know, and I think that's kind of what you're getting at Christian. Yeah, it was a, it was a, I dressed this word up. This was also, this was something that I heard somebody called life math. Uh, <laughs> and I just dressed it up to life calculus, but I probably should go back to life math since I don't like math and failed calculus, but that's another story from the time. <laughs> But right, so I think to your point, Matt, about people, there was a big pause during this pandemic. There was a, there was a stop to everybody's life, their work life, their life. And that pause made people recalculate. It had the, the opportunity was there to recalculate what they felt was important to them and how they wanted to spend their own time. And that reassessment of that math said, you know what, I don't want to spend two hours in a commute. Two, both ways. I don't want to have to go sit in an office for eight hours. I want more time for myself. I want more time unstructured to be able to decide when, where, and how I want to work. So that, as they were, as they're thinking about that, as it pertains to work, uh, that 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 life math really started to make people make these decisions. And I think that is a a big driver of this of what we're seeing in this great resignation. Is that pe that that people are deciding? We decided. You and I made this. I mean, we're living it. I mean, you and I are are almost we're poster board we're, we're poster uh, boards for this for this exact sentiment about changing, changing <laughs> your life. Right? 
changing things up. Yeah, I want to spend more time. I actually do like my children and I want to spend more time with them. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind like eating, you know, walking out of my my home office and going eat lunch and having lunch with, with, with uh, you know, with your spouse or with a friend or, or whatever, you know, and so that life calculus, that life math really what made thing made, was, was impactful. And I think that that also started to change then. Now you're thinking about what's important to me, what's important to my life. Well, now what do I want to do for work? Yeah. Uh, and, and you know what, maybe I don't like what I'm doing. Yeah. Maybe I don't want to do this anymore. And maybe it is, I do want to, do something different. So that, you know, that consideration of what they, what they want out of work, that isn't some millennial thing. That isn't some Gen X thing. That isn't some Gen Z thing. That's just a human thing yep. uh, that uh, people re- started to realize, you know what, I, there is something now that I took this pause and now that I'm, I have a better sense of, of my, of my time and what I'm doing. Uh, I think that that life math really impacted a lot of people. And made, and made that Yeah, shift. the pandemic really shook things up and gave people that opportunity to examine what they were doing and decide if it's what they want to continue doing or what they want to go back to, or do they want to do something different? Correct. And I mean, the, the work-life balance part of this life calculus, I think, was also very telling. We, we, I think we all strive for it. Some think it's impossible. Some think it's, 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 never, it's something that's never going to happen. But this, this pause, this, the big pause really did assist in that work-life balance because we now, we, you then had time again. You didn't have that 40 plus hours in the office, that 10 hour commute possibly, all that stuff that just took energy and time out of your day uh, was turned upside down. So you had more free time. You had more time to do your hobbies. You had more time to spend with family. You had more time to yourself if you didn't have a family. I mean, there's there's that too. There's, there's not, it's not just about the work-life balance of of folks that of that of people that are you know have a significant other or have a partner. It's also people that were single that had time to think about things and think about how they wanted to spend their time differently and what they wanted their life to be. So this life math thing was a, it's a yep. very fascinating. And the more that I've read about it and thinking about how it how it's impacting this great resignation, um, I, I did it. I did it myself. I'm a, I'm a testament to this life calculus. I just left Washington D.C. to move to Florida last month. For this exact reason, right? So I mean, I had a you chance. Know that, that you're in Florida now. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. So surprise, <laughs> Matt. Uh, so yeah, moved, moved to Florida. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But you know, thinking about like what's important, what kind of quality of life you want, what kind of lifestyle you want to have. Yeah, and we're seeing people move from place to place. We saw exodus from the city. It wasn't just about potentially in New York, L.A., etc. It wasn't just about higher rents or not being able to afford the rent. There were other things involved with leaving the city and moving to the suburbs and moving back to, to Maine or to Texas or to Illinois, wherever they, they were came from. There was a lot of, there was a lot of that. And it wasn't all about money. It was about this life math. And it was about this life calculus about maybe I don't want, maybe I do want to spend time in a place that is cheaper, has a better quality of life, you know, those sorts of things. So I, I think this life calculus is, is super interesting. It, it may not be the last time we talk about it. Yeah, and it brings us back to one of the topics we established when we launched this web series and this podcast back in January. We knew that remote work and distributed teams was going to be a major theme. It was already at the pandemic. Folks had been sent home last year and were working remotely. Um, If they were lucky enough to be able to keep their job, uh, 
And now we're at this point where folks are being called back to the office, they're being called back to employment, and they're negotiating the return. You know, how much can I work remotely? You know, some employers are saying, you can't work remotely. You got to be in the office five days a week. Some are working out flexible arrangements. And in the cases where the employers are less flexible, I think that's where we're seeing people resigning, saying, well, I'm not coming back then. I'm going to find a better, a better job if I can. Uh, because I enjoyed the work-life balance of, of remote work and working from home, or I've moved and I can't come back to the office. That's right. Um, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. And, you know, and it's also about the timing of it, right? There's a, because the economy is tilting up, right? Because there's movement now, because people are in some, in some areas of the country free to move about the country. So because of that reason, and because as, as you were just saying, so people moved, or the economy is getting back up again, they feel comfortable with quitting their job because they can find another one. Because there are tons of jobs that are out there for, for certain, you know, certain skill sets, certain education, certain competencies, things like that. So the, the opportunity now to get another job is high, very hot. I mean, it's not as hot maybe as the real estate market with people selling houses within 26 minutes of putting a sign out, but it's very the the it's very high and the, the opportunities now to get another job. So it's it's the ease of resigning, quitting your job, and getting a new one. The barriers are very low. So that's another thing that's sort of spurring up. And the timing being in you know June twenty twenty one, vaccines are out, people are moving about, things are moving again. Yeah, uh, people are not as afraid as they were during the pandemic to quit their job. So the next slide talks a little bit about this about about what happened in twenty twenty with. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand it back to you because if you, if you all missed an earlier episode where we told you that Christian's dissertation, PhD, uh, it was based in work, a remote work um, in distributed teams. So, so Christian, yeah, we'll have you take away on this next slide where we, we talk about more about that. Yeah, 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 you got it. You got it. Thanks for always bringing that up there, Matt. <laughs> At some point, like if somebody said, you know, you should put, you know, either PhD in your name or put doctor in front of your name, At, at maybe at some point. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But I probably should. I probably should. It was a, it was a hard road. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I probably want to take the take the credit for that, for getting that PhD. I put MPA in my name, and that's not nearly as impressive. So <laughs> <laughs> all the letters we thought, letter, all the letters we try to achieve. Yeah. Uh, so that you know, the segue that I was talking about with this, with, you know, the change now, why the timing of the great resonation is so important is that now, you know, 17, almost 18 months after, after the pandemic and the big shutdown in March of 2020, things are moving about the country. People are okay with quitting their jobs. What didn't happen was during the pandemic, and we looked at the Bureau of Labor Statistics show that 6 million less resignations happened in 2020. Well, why was that? Why during the pandemic weren't people? Well, when things are uncertain, you hunker down. You don't quit your job. Um, not that we didn't see people become very entrepreneurial and very motivated to say, you know what, I'm going to go start my own X, Y, or Z. Uh, a lot of businesses started, surprisingly, in 2020. A lot of people left their jobs and started something new. And that's something that connected to what Matt brought up earlier about, you know, the, the rationale and the reasons of the great of the great resignation and why not, maybe that's why there aren't lines wrapped around the Marriott to get a job at, a, at, a, at the hotels or in the restaurants or whatever, because people went and found something else to do. Yeah. Perhaps they did start their own business. It could be something, it could be anything. It could have been a lawn business. It could have been you know, a cleaning service, whatever. 
Uh, some people got entrepreneurial during the during the pandemic and started their own thing. So they're not going to return to work. So they are not going to rush at September on September 6th of, of this year because they already have something to do. They started their business, so they found another job and they, or they found something else to do to earn money yeah. that they're not going to return to work. So that was that's interesting to me. I think that's another factor for that. Uh, this this humans at work is 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 connected to something Matt brought up. And it's about, we had a chance to, all we did during the pandemic was work. Most of us, not everyone, right? But those who had jobs really leaned in on work. That's all you really had to do. You could walk around your neighborhood, maybe, uh, you know, go outside to get the Instacart delivery or whatever, right? To go do, but we weren't doing anything else. We weren't, there was no entertainment. There was no festivals. There was no activities. So you, we just worked. But what happened during that is that we realized, I think a lot of people realized that, hmm, I don't really like what I do. I'm not really a fan of this job. The more, the more they did it, yeah. Yeah, right, exactly, right? So, so the humans at work were what you liked. The humans, the people, the, you know, the collaboration, the collegiality, the, all that stuff, that's what, you, that's what you liked at work. So when you were at home, by yourself essentially or in a zoom or in a teams or whatever you and we you know, sort of leaned in on work people started to realize maybe i don't like what i'm doing and i want to do something else this isn't fulfilling enough for me anymore yeah. not saying that the humans and your coworkers were a distraction but it definitely added an element or a layer to to your job you felt maybe more fulfilled at it so now as we're home alone working there's a lot of people that realized and we saw this in the research and all the things we looked at that said, I don't really like this. I don't like what I'm doing anymore. I want to be more fulfilled. I want to do something that has more meaning, that has that is mission driven or has more values. It makes me feel good about waking up in the morning and things like that, rather than just chugging along at whatever they were doing before. So that awakening, I thought, was that, that that's fascinating to me. Again, that's something that Matt and I again the children for this situation. What? Like basically, you know, you start to rethink what you're doing and you want to do something different. Yeah. And here we just, you know, we try to keep this at a nice, tidy 30 minutes or less presentation. Say more, though, about the difference between working from home and, and remote. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. And that's something I, you've heard me say it on past on past podcasts, probably in the first or second one about we weren't really when the when the button switched in March, it wasn't really about remote work. What yeah. we were doing was we were we were at home trying to work with our family with with you know all the distractions with the pets with the animals maybe even with other family members in the house. So what's happening? What, what happened was that we all went home. And we all started you know we all started to work from home. But what that did, what working from home did for for a lot of people was that you got to decide your day. You got to decide. You had a lot of personal freedom. You had a lot of autonomy. To make decision on when you wanted to work, how you wanted to work, and what. Sure, you there was a. Yeah. I'm sure there was some structure to your day, but some. Maybe you want to work in the afternoon. Maybe you want to work later at night. Maybe you're a better writer, at after 8 p.m. versus 8 a.m. So that autonomy and that personal freedom is why what Matt was talking before about is I, I don't want to come back to the office. I don't want to go back to the office. I had I had a lot of freedom that I don't want to lose any. I don't want to lose it. I don't want to be shackled to the office. I don't want to be shackled to that to a nine to five. But I'll just I'll just point out it's kind of it's tricky because in the office there was that human interaction that some people you know people missed or like you know and and 
some people are looking just for a better balance of that. I, I like the people I work with. I do want to mm -hmm. see them, uh, but I only want to see them once or twice a week and not five days a week, right. right? I don't need to be, the other days, I'm not even really talking to them. I'm sitting at my desk and doing my work, which I could be doing at home. So why am I there? And why am I making the, the this long commute like you were talking about earlier? So all that's causing everything that we're talking about and everything, Matt, you just said is causing this uncertainty. It's causing uncertainty for organizations because they don't, there's no structure anymore, right? The, the default was the nine to five Monday to Friday. Well, that's out at, at this place of business with that we have our name on the building and here's the door, you come and you leave. That's all been disrupted now. They're, they're really, so organizations and employers don't really have a default switch anymore to say, this is what the workplace looks like. This is how you do work now. That's all been changed. That's all been disrupted. So because of that, because of that, lack of structure and businesses not knowing what to do. Organizations can't make decisions, kind of to your point. They are, they're, some are afraid to say, you have to come into the office for the for, because they lose talent. Yep. If they make people come in, they're going to lose people. If they don't make people come in, what do I have this 80,000 square foot building for and why do I need all this stuff? So it's a real, it's a very strange time um, for, for, uh, for a lot of industries. It's going to make or break businesses and organizations. 100%. Uh, this exactly. whole, just this question around how often and how many people do you have in the office? How often do you have them in the office? That's right. One last thing before I, we're running, I know we're running up on, on our time, but one last thing about <laughs> this great resignation. And this is something that Matt and I implore to you, if you're thinking about quitting, do not burn bridges. Do not leave in good order, I should say. I'll be make it a positive thing. Leave in good order. We, we know this, right? There's a lot of organizations and even yourself, if you're thinking about quitting, maybe you are going to go start a business or do something different. There may be a chance that in the term is called boomerang employees, that you leave for six months, you leave for two years and you come back to the organization with yep. new skills or new sets of new sets of competencies and just a new mindset. And then you want to do something else because you like the organization. Maybe the same people are there. So those boomerang employees are just that mindset of don't burn the bridges. If you are going to resign, this is sort of our last sort of final Final pitch yeah. to you. Uh, if you are resigning, don't burn the bridge. Uh, leave in good order. Leave positively. Um, and then, yeah, and the rest but if, is... But if you don't like your work, there's something better for you. You can get there. You know, 100%. there are other opportunities. There's training. There's other jobs. There's other employers. There's other teams and cool projects to work on. You can find something else. So, you know, you shouldn't let a, a single employer business dictate your life, right? Um, if you love them, great. If if you don't love it so much, there's other options out there. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Well, that wraps up episode five, The Great Resignation. Thanks again for joining us, and we will see you again next month. Till next time. Bye, Matt. See you.